Dude, I have Warheads. What? What is this, like 1993? I think I'm going to have one while we're doing the cast. Go ahead, try it. Let's see what happens. One, two, three, one, two, three, go, go, go. Oh. 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 (laughs) Your face is bright red. Oh. Wow. Small part of me immediately regretted doing that. I, re- I remember when you tried to say it, you were like, let's go to the outback. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't even want to talk about it. Read the review. I can't. I can't. I'm crying. I can't. All right, I'll read it. I'll read the review. Oh, Come, please. Get yourself together, Rob. I can't. This is ridiculous. I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is what happens when we go off script. Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we got some updates, some decks, and more. Boom! Boom. We are back for episode 29. 29. How's it feel? Feels good. If You know, I never really thought that we'd make it to 30 episodes, so I kind of feel like happy but like shocked at the same time you know what i mean so yeah and we're, we're just like one episode away so you know we just got to keep it together for two more weeks rob just two more solid weeks i know you're right but it's you know it's funny that you say that i was just thinking about it technically technically this is our 30th episode oh because the first episode was zero 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 yeah because that was our that was our pilot that was our test flight but it's only official when the episode says 030. So we're going to wait for two more weeks and then we get to celebrate a little bit. Boom. Mm hmm. But you want to hear something funny? I do. I am now older than the podcast. You are now older than the podcast, which sounds weird. I just mean that now I'm 30. Because over the past weekend, it was Rob's birthday. Boom. How does it feel to be 30, man? Like, what does that feel like? Like, do you feel like your bones ache? <laughs> it's funny that you say that because uh, <laughs> I, was walk- I was walking the dog the other day in the snow. And, uh, you know, she was she loves the snow. So she was running back and forth, back and forth. And then on the last time that she decided to uh, give a little extra tug, uh, she took me right down mm. and I landed flat on my hip. And I, you know, I was OK. It, it hurt. Um, but. I was all right. I came upstairs and my girlfriend was like, wait, are you sure you're okay? Um, are you positive you didn't break your hip? Because now <laughs> you're like old. So <laughs> made me feel real good. So I was just saying if your bones ached, I mean, she gave you no, no credit at all. She made my bones brittle. Completely brittle because you're yeah, just an old was, fart. It was terrible. <laughs> but let me ask you, do you feel like, I mean, with, with the aches and pains, <laughs> Do you also have more insight? Am I wiser? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Nah, probably <laughs> so, not. So you you get all the bad, but none of the good. If anything, I'm just smarter about this I love game. It. Hey, if that if that can take you over four thousand again, keep it up. Yeah, that's all I got. Um. So yeah, uh, it was my birthday uh, this past weekend. So that was a ton of fun. Uh, got to celebrate on Friday and Saturday. Birthday so that was weekend. cool. And then next month we are actually having a, a full fledged party for, you know, all the friends and whatnot. Looking forward to it. So you better be there, bro. Boom. You just got to tell me about it and I'll show up. Um, before we go into the stuff that we wanted to talk about, uh, we had a quick reminder um, that's going to come straight from the lips of the boom man. Right. So Rob and I talked a long time ago and we've kind of been hinting at it as i guess time has gone on right rob but yep but um we just wanted to remind everybody that this is now officially my busy season at work which means 
My life gets very difficult to actually have a life. Here, wait, everybody who's listening, ask Joe what time we're recording right now. Oh, wait, you can. I'll ask for you. Joe, what time are we recording right now? 11.20 at night. Yeah. Joe got home like maybe 15, 20 minutes ago. That's right. So basically, I leave my house at like 6 o'clock in the morning. I get home at like 11 o'clock at night. And it's going to be like that for the next couple of months. So unfortunately, the episodes are probably going to be a little bit shorter. So yeah, we just want to keep everybody in the loop. Boom. Mm-hmm. So... On to more important things, like, how was your New Year's? New Year's was good, man. Because this was, like, one of the first times that you and I haven't celebrated together. That's right. So this was the first time that my wife and I celebrated New Year's in our brand new apartment. So we got a new apartment. We just moved in before the holidays. We got everything moved in. It was a bit hectic kind of getting everything moved in really quickly. But Mm -hmm. we had a few friends over. We went out to dinner. Came back home, had a couple of brews, played some games, watched the ball drop, and, and, definitely saw Mariah Carey mess up <laughs> royally. Like, com- like, completely mess it up. Yeah. She dropped was... the ball. She dropped the ball better than Times Square could have dropped the ball. <laughs> wow. Boom. Drop the mic. Walk away. Dab. Something else and another thing. Boom. Yeah. That was, um... That was a train wreck. Uh, I, I just didn't like how unprofessional it was handled. That's all. I get that mistakes happen, but, you know, you're a professional. Handle yourself with uh, dignity and still deliver your performance in some way, shape, or form. I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your New Year's? Good. Uh, it was the same as usual. Uh, we went to our friend's house, a uh, family friend. Um, there were about 20 to 30 of us. We played you know, board games, um, knock back some brewskis like you did, uh, and just pretty much gasped at the Mariah Carey thing. Yeah, it was it was honestly a highlight of the night. I honestly think that I liked that portion of the night more than like watching the ball drop. Yeah, and I especially liked the next day when everybody was trying to call her out or defend her. So right. it was cool to see that. It's better yeah, yeah, than yeah. seeing politics fighting on, on Facebook. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we go into anything that has to do with the game, I want to bring to your and everyone else's attention that does not know about this, a new game that recently released on the App Store called Star Wars Force Arena. I mean, any game with the words Star Wars in it's probably pretty good. Yeah, well, it also has arena in it. So do you have any inkling as to what this game could possibly be like? Nope. Hit me. Hmm. Well, I'm bringing it up on this show because it is very similar to Clash Royale. Really? In that you get, yep, and you get a deck of cards. It's, I believe it's eight cards, just like Clash. Um, except you get a, a hero in that deck, and each hero, like, you know, Princess Leia, Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and, like, 30 other heroes, um, and they all have their own special, unique abilities. You get card packs, just like we get chests. They're all on timers, like you would expect. Um, but, dude, it is a ton of fun. So, while you were talking about it, I just went on the App Store and watched the preview. It does look very cool. It looks more 3D than, than Clash Royale. Yes. Like, it's a different view of the game. You're not, like, over the game. You're kind of, like, you're kind of, like, kind of staring diagonally at it. Right. And the, the, uh, obviously, that's a huge difference. But one of the other bigger differences is that um, you specifically are controlling your hero character. Um, and then you choose where to deploy the troops and the cards. Um, so the way that I've been kind of explaining it to some people, and I hope nobody gets offended who plays this other game, but it's kind of a, a hybrid of Clash Royale and League of Legends, kind of. Why would anybody take offense to that? Well, because some people get really mad when, you know, you compare another game that may not be as good as the almighty League of Legends. Oh, that's like right. Because the game, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. No, I totally yeah. get it now. So, um, but yeah, if, if you have a free minute, download it. It's free. Um, especially since they're doing their launch promotion stuff. So you get extra stuff all week. Um, but when you get mad at Clash Royale, this is a great, uh, distraction from the trophy death spirals. Currently downloading it as we speak. Good. It's going to make you really happy. Boom. So speaking of which, uh, trophies, 
Where are you at in this game? Currently? Yeah, because the last time I left you, you uh, hit 4,000 with me. Right, so currently I'm at 37.15. Okay, that's not bad. I I took a little stumble, and that's because I was playing a new deck. Now you might be asking me, well, Joe, why would you play a new deck when Rinse and Repeat took you so high, right? Right, right. The reason is because I just finally... Got the log, baby. <laughs> Lognado. Boom. Boom. So I got the log, and the second that I got the log, I made one of those, like, like zap bait chip decks mm-hmm. and completely had a death spiral. Couldn't make it work. Um, yeah, that'll happen. But it's okay. So I really like the log. I'm trying to figure out how to use it. Um, but at the end of the day, even though I'm losing trophies, I'm liking the play style mm-hmm. and I'm having fun with it. So, I mean, sometimes I get mad because I'm losing a lot more than I normally would. But, right. you know, what are you going to do? You got to practice to get better. Exactly. Um, so, I was also at 4,000, um, but currently I'm at 3,900. And you might say that that's not nearly as bad uh, as where you wound up being. Um, Thanks, Rob. But you're welcome. Thanks so much, but Rob. Wait, hold on, hold on. There's a, there's a left-handed compliment in here somewhere. Um, I wound up dropping to like 3,200 before that. Because yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like every time I do a death spiral, I don't spiral. I just plummet to the mm. ground. Yeah. So, and let me tell you that the reason why is because of you. What do you mean? I was trying to practice rinse and repeat because I got some of my cards to a, a, a good enough level, I think. They're not, you know, perfect, but... um. I finally feel like I'm figuring out how to actually play this deck. And, you know, like you were explaining to me, it is completely different than what I'm used to playing. Yeah. But I finally figured it out. But then once I got to a certain point, I could only make it to like, I want to say 3,500 max, maybe a couple more. But that's it with that deck. And that's only because I think the cards... Um, I mean, to be fair, I'm facing people who are level 11s and level 12s, and they have cards that are level 11 and level 12, and I'm, I'm using cards that are level 10 and right. level 7 and level 8. So right. um, it, it took a big toll. So currently, as you might expect, I am now playing <laughs> a Purple Flames deck once again because it brought me back up to 3,900 because, you know, uh, if, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, but... I got my prince to level five. Five? Five. Dude, doesn't that cost like 20 epics? Yes. And level six is 50 epics. Like, that would take... Let me think about this. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That would take like 12 12 and a half Sundays. Yeah. That's that's literally the only thing that's that's saving me from, uh, you know, ripping my hair out. Because yeah. I would never be able to get it if that if Epic Sundays weren't a thing now. Correct. I think I need to make better use of Epic Sundays. Yes. How are you not taking advantage of that? No, I think I am, but I just feel like I'm not. I feel like I should have re- I should have said that a little differently. So I'm taking advantage of it because obviously I'm requesting my one Epic round per Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. But I've been taking this approach of like, hmm. Let's get this one to level three. All right, I got that one now. Let's get this one to level four. All right, mm-hmm. let's, let's just get mm-hmm. this one because I don't have enough of them yet. <laughs> As opposed to like focusing the last three weeks on, you know, the mirror or the goblin barrel. Right, 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 right. But something cool that did happen to me, although I did plummet a little bit, I also hit my newest high. Are you going to make me cry? I don't. I mean, maybe. I don't think so, though. I hope not. But then again, I, it, it'd be kind of cool to see you cry. Hmm? I'm not sure when the last time I saw you cry was, so would you like to know? Would I like to know when the last time you saw me cry? <laughs> no, my trophy count. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was totally taken aback that you were thinking about that. Right. I wasn't thinking about it. Sorry. <laughs> but yes, to answer your other question, yes, I would love to know. 42, 46, boom. Hot diggity dog. Hot diggity dog. <laughs> yeah, man. And it was rinse and repeat. So, I mean... If you get the cards high enough level, um, and you really, I guess perfect is a bad word, but if you really, really, really get comfortable with the fact that this deck is super offensive, but is 
so versatile and can be used in so many different ways to be defensive as well. It can just take you places. And it worked for me, and I just think it fit my play style pretty well. Dude, it is so defensive. That was one of the things that I realized really quickly when, when you know, all right, so here's my comparison. When I'm using Purple Flames deck, right, and someone on the other side drops a golem, I know what I'm going to be doing with the cards that I have. I have my Barbarians. I have my Minion Horde. Both sets of cards that take care of that unit pretty quickly and pretty efficiently. Everything in your deck is, <laughs> let's, be, let's, be, let's be realistic, everything in your deck is pretty squishy comparatively. Yes. Okay? When a golem is coming at me with the rinse and repeat deck, I initially had a heart attack. And then I realized, <laughs> and then I realized I have the cannon, which pulls in that unit, right? Or similar units that are yeah. giant and only go after buildings. Um, and then I have an ice golem that slows things down, which, by the way, is a godsend when it comes to the elite barbarians. Yeah. That helps so much. Totally agree. Um, and then on top of that, the ice spirit also helps. So you can slow them down and then freeze them if they haven't died already. And then, oh, by the way, you've got the zap. So, I mean, you can keep things locked up in the center of that map pretty long. <laughs> and, a, and a fireball. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I, f- I mean, you made it. I, I made it. I don't know how, but the, like I said, the second that I that I got there, I, I fell pretty quickly back to like 4,100, 4,000. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I got the log and then I had to make a deck and then I plummeted. <laughs> I would have been the same way. I'm really surprised that you didn't wait. Once you got to, f- I mean, once you got to like 4,100, I would have stopped. But I can't believe you didn't stop after 42 and just wait to get the legendary trophies. Because man, to me, like, yeah, it'd be nice to like, end the season at like 4,250 trophies and just see, just see where I fall, like in the, in the world, you know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I, I, I like to play, like, yeah, that, that's I true. Play. I, hmm, I guess I wasn't really thinking about like your actual ranking. I don't really, I personally don't necessarily care about that. Uh, because I know I would be like at the bottom of whatever the legendary <laughs> ranking is. I just want extra trophies because there may come a time where it may be way more difficult uh, to get them. Right. Because, you know, they could make it, they could just like they bumped it up to 4,000, they could very easily bump it up to 5,000. Yep. And just so everybody knows uh, that I actually heard the other day, there's a rumor that there may be another arena coming for uh, legendary players. Like an. Like, not just ending at Legendary Arena? Like, something even better? Like, Platinum Arena? No, I forget. I think what I heard was that it was called the Titan Arena. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it would be. But that would be awesome. Yeah. Kind of goes away from the whole Legendary Trophy, Legendary Arena, Legendary anything. Titans. Yeah, but that's... Right, right. Because then... Because then what? You've got Legendary cards, and technically those are supposed to be the best. Right. What, are you going to have a Titan yeah. card? Maybe they should just rename the game Titan Falls and see what happens. <laughs> they should do that. <laughs> hey, there's no rules. There's no rules. There are no rules. Um, so, uh, did you see the, uh, the Dark Goblin video? Did from I? From OJ? Yes. Did Dude. You? Yes. Dude. 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 Tell me what you think. The Dark Goblin <laughs> is going to be dirty it's gonna be huge it's gonna be huge you know it was it's kind of funny because when you and i were talking about the dark goblin last time before you know it was technically released we didn't really know what to expect like we were like eh, it kind of seems like it's really good we knew the range was going to be a really important factor we knew its attack speed was going to be really good Mm -hmm. um but you know we didn't really know what its health was going to be like at tourney cap we didn't know how it would interact with different troops and different spells right and the videos that came out, in particular Orange Juice's videos, the things that this card can do. Or assist in doing. Or assist in doing, that's a very good way to put it, is just tremendous. Yeah, they re- it really is cool. Um, and like you said, I think the, um, the, uh, the tile distance on which it can shoot is pretty impressive. I mean, the princess is, what, 12 or 13, and this is like half of that, so this is six and a half. Yeah. So it pretty much outshoots every building. It does outshoot every building. The only things that it does not outrange are the mortar, the king tower, and the archer tower. Every other defensive building is outranged. Right. 
Yeah. And I mean, I saw a couple of things in that video from OJ uh, that were pretty amazing. I mean, this card in combination with an ice golem uh, can take down elite barbarians, which is amazing. So long as you actually use the ice golem to kite uh, the elite barbarians across the arena so that both towers wind up attacking them, then they get slowed. But all the while, your dark goblin is attacking the whole time. I couldn't believe that when I saw it. Isn't that crazy? I couldn't believe it. Like I, I saw it happening at first and my eyes just didn't believe what was going on. Yeah, so that technically is a positive elixir trade because they're playing the elite barbarians for six and you're playing two cards that only cost you five. Exactly. Super cool. Um, and then one other thing, I mean, there were there were dozens of things that were awesome about this card and I cannot wait to uh, try it in my deck. But another cool thing is if, let's say, this card or um, this troop has a very small amount of hit points left to the point where like an archer tower can take it out with one hit. Mm -hmm. Once it gets to the tower, it has the ability because it attacks so fast to get in two full attacks on the archer tower before the archer tower hits it once and dies. Part of that is because of how quickly it attacks. The other part of it is because of its range. It doesn't have to travel as far to start attacking. So a musketeer, for example, or an archer, for example, would start to be attacked before it starts its attack. Right. (laughs) Whereas this dart goblin, it, it moves very fast. It doesn't have to travel as far to get to where it needs to be. And then it's attacking every 0.7 seconds. I mean, this thing is ridiculous. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I agree. I cannot wait to get this card. And it's it's cool. It's the first um, goblin troop that costs three. Did I? I see smoke coming out of your ears. Because the goblin barrel is technically a spell. It's a spell. And the goblin hut is a building. Got it. Well, the goblin hut costs five. So. Right. That's irrelevant. That's why. That's why. <laughs> that's right. That's true. Valid point. I see where you're going with that. I can't backtrack now. Perfect. So let's move forward. That's all we can do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's really it in terms of like things that are coming uh, other than like the jungle arena and the other cards. But uh, we have time before that actually happens. Uh, so before we go into our main topic, uh, quick announcement for people that didn't see the um, announcement. Just so everybody knows that uh, when you're in Discord, the at everyone uh tag i guess is only going to be able to be used by uh joe and i and a select group of people that we feel need to like make announcements to the clan like uh let's say dexology who has to announce his tnts yeah no i totally agree i think that feature was being way overused (laughs) um it's just like anybody anytime anybody wanted to say anything they kind of just like add everyone and then you know people don't we're casual players. We're, ca- we're, we're a casual community. People don't want to be bogged down with like a bunch of notifications on their phone from 50 different people. Right. And we certainly don't want anybody to get to the point where they feel like they need to mute the entire channel because then there's no point in them being in the Discord to begin with. So just to make the whole situation better for everybody, um, we're limiting the at everyone tag. Um, and it is something that Joe and I have talked about for a while. We just... You know, we don't have a, a, a minute in the day to sit down and actually make those changes, but uh, it was a sunny day the other day, and I had a couple minutes, and I just took the time and did it. Boom. Mm-hmm. So, let's move on to our major, major, major topic for the week. Pod Clash 2017. Boom. Boom. Yeah. So... So I performed terribly. <laughs> You're not the only one. Don't worry. I was right there behind you. Like, I honestly thought that I was going to do so much better in this tournament. And I came out, my, my ranking was 254th. Oh, so I wasn't right there behind you. I was right there in front of you. I was 249th. Wow. So you were li- literally right in front of me. Yep. Perfect. So made, at, made me feel good for a minute. With 15 minutes left in the tournament. I was at rank 11 and I lost my last five games and I just plummeted. I did not know that you were that high for that long. Yeah, man. 
I went, I went so hard. I went right up. I just kind of like, I did one of those like exponential growth and then complete and utter destroy. Hmm. Like I, I was so upset because I was exponential decay. Yeah. That's like the perfect way to put it. Cause (laughs) you know, I was just like, I felt so good and I was doing so good for the first 45 minutes. I lost one game Mm -hmm. and you know, my deck isn't, you know, rinse and repeat. It's not the kind of deck that I'm going to three crown people very quickly. Most of my wins come in elongated games, and most of the time it's with one tower or two. Right. So it takes me a long time to win. So, you know, I'll never get first in a tournament because I can't win games quickly. But I did only lose one game. And then the last five games, I just lost and just lost and just lost. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's funny that you say that about winning games quickly because, you know, that's part of the problem with the mini ladder system built into the tournaments. I feel like it's really just about trying to rush through those games so you can get the trophies. Um, And you only get an hour. It's just like, you kidding me? I know. Yeah. And honestly, I don't I don't really think that it was enough time. Granted, it was a ton of fun and we're absolutely going to do it again. Um, Oh, my gosh. We couldn't be more appreciative of the giant and the stick. Those guys over there are fantastic. Um, They nailed everything that we had worked on together, um, you know, the days prior. Uh, So a huge shout out to them and definitely make sure that you listen to their podcast. Give them an iTunes review. Help them rise in the charts for sure. Boom. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, I I could not believe like I honestly could not believe the level of competition that was in this tournament. Oh, it was it was tremendous. It was so good. So it's funny because uh, the competition was out of control good. Like, I mean, and I knew that there were going to be like really good people playing this tournament. Um, I just may have underestimated how many good people would have been in the tournament. Um, And it did fill up very, very fast. It filled up to a thousand in what a matter of like in less than an hour. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it filled up super quick. Right. Because it filled up to 500 people in like 45 minutes. And then within 15 minutes after that, or 20 minutes after that, it was full. Sounds like somebody posted on Reddit somewhere. Yeah. I mean, that's what it seemed like, but at a no, but to be fair, even before that, it had a lot of people very quickly. I think within the two hour time frame of prepping, we would have filled anyway, but, um, I was very surprised to see that many people join that, that quickly. But to be honest, it was awesome to see. Yep. And it was great to see, uh, Two communities get together and play together, um, but then also extend the olive branch and get everybody else that are that are in the community to get together and just rock out in the arena. So totally agree. That was a ton of fun. Um, But one of the things that I found interesting that uh, the giant and the stick talked about on their last podcast for um, about Podclash 2017, uh, they talk about the time limit and they. You know, they talk about how it used to be where we had a bunch of different options in terms of length for time. Um, and now we're just kind of stuck with this one hour tournament. Um, and, you know, by the time you really figure out what's going on, it's close to being over and there's only 15, 20 minutes left. Uh, and it, it, it kind of puts a damper on what you're trying to do. And I almost would say, and I would absolutely wholeheartedly agree with them, that we need more options. We don't need tournaments that last three days, but we need tournaments that last for longer than an hour. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it was Morgan that said, um, I think he was the one that was saying, you know, sometimes when I'm playing games, it takes me like four or five just to get warmed up. Yep. And that's the truth, right? Like if I'm in a prep, if they're only going to let me play for an hour, then how come during the, during the two hour prep window, I can't play practice matches. Right. Like, if you're going to limit me to an hour-long match, which is obviously way too quick, especially if you're talking about a 1,000-people tournament, right? Like, Mm -hmm. let's be real. How do you not let me warm up in something other than ladder? Because in the ladder, I'm not at a tourney cap. Nobody I'm facing is at a tourney cap. In fact, I'm usually playing people that are higher than me. So it's not... It's not a fair comparison, and it's not a good gauge as to what my deck is going to be like. Right, and especially since, like, right at the beginning, the first 10 minutes, you're pitted against anybody. Yeah, literally anybody. They could be the best guy in the tournament or the worst guy in the tournament. There's no difference. You can be slotted up against them. Yep, and you can have a good deck. You could have a bad deck. 
You could decide halfway through that you want to change your deck, but you know what? If you say you want to make some changes to the deck that you've been using for 20 minutes because it hasn't been working, now you have to get used to this one again. Yeah, I mean, essentially you can't really, and that's, I think that's the point, right? If you switch your deck, you have to switch it to a deck that you know. You have to switch it to a deck that you're good at and that you're comfortable with and that you know the ins and outs of. One hour long time limit doesn't allow you to switch a deck and try something new. Because if you do that, there's a very high likelihood you're going to fail. Yeah, there's really no room for error there at all. Because most people are not using decks that they're trying out. They're using decks they're very good at. That's what a tournament's for, right? Like you're trying to compete to win cards. Yes, but... It's funny that this was a very good unplanned segue. So the reason why I was, not that I wouldn't have been here anyway, but the reason why I was 249th was because I actually took this as an opportunity to really hone in on my skills with rinse and repeat. Really? Yes. So you, because you use rinse and repeat in this tournament. Yeah, but yeah, because I fa- for the majority, and then like the last 15 minutes, I was like, eh, I'm just going to, you know, use Purple Flames deck. But at that point, it didn't really matter. But the whole idea behind it was to use it because there's no, there was no penalty. Like if I lose, it doesn't matter. And I'm actually facing people that are really good. Not that like people that I face in friendly battles or whatever, if I face you, you're not good. But like people who are legitimately competing against me, it's a, it's a different, um, feel. Yeah. Totally different dynamics. So I felt that this was like a really good opportunity. If it was like a 50 person tournament, maybe not, maybe I wouldn't care as much, Right. but like a thousand people, I'm going to be playing against so many different play styles. Yeah. And I totally agree. I I felt that it was a really good time to try it. And to be fair, that's where I really got um, a handle on the reins with that with that deck, and that's awesome too, right? And and to your point, Rob, like a lot of people wouldn't take that approach, and it, and it was our tournament. That's why I decided to do it. I didn't care, <laughs> but like a lot of people would not take that approach. A lot of people would try and compete and play a deck that they're really good at and try and just say, "Let's just get first place. Let's just try," right? Right. But from your perspective, you wanted to learn a new deck, compete. And you could do it in a safe environment where you know you're going to be playing against people that have same level cards as you. Whereas right. if you take your deck currently into the ladder, guarantee you're going to be playing against people that have one or two levels higher than you. It's just the way it's going to be. I know. And it's just, you can't really learn a deck that way. Yeah, and, and, and to be fair, the only place to get competition like that is either in the ladder or in a really high-level tournament like we, like we did... Uh, you know, two weeks ago. Totally agree. But overall, overall, massive success. Yeah. And, and you mentioned it before, but a huge shout out, huge thank you. We were super appreciative that the Giant and the Stick reached out to us to get this ball rolling. We couldn't be happier that it was successful. It was the first, definitely will not be the last. We're looking forward to more, and you guys can count on that. Boom. Boom. Um, so yeah, uh, let's talk about, um, let's talk about the people that won. One of something that I found very interesting about the people that won. What? So the thing that I found most interesting about the decks that, that the top three people used is that they weren't that similar. In fact, I would argue they were all three very different decks. Yeah, I would, I would, I would completely agree with that sentiment. Um, and I only managed to face one of them, and I believe you wound up facing the same person, and we both got hammered. Yeah, I had absolutely no shot. Like, no, there was no way. You could, you could not have paid me a million dollars to win that game because I couldn't do it. Anything that I did, he just destroyed me. Yep, had an answer for absolutely everything that you threw down, right? Yep, and then, and oh, not only did he have an answer for everything I threw down, he was also able to build up an offensive push while I wasn't able to defend it. It's just like, what a very frustrating game that was, let it me was, tell you. It was like he had unli- unlimited elixir. Now, right? to be fair, it could have been a girl, we don't really know, but him or her, they destroyed us. That is the perfect way to put it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think it's fair to say that we did not create any decks uh, this week. Uh, the holidays have just been too much. And we thought it would be nice to feature the three winning decks of Podclash 2017 on the show. 
Um, so let's move on to our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. So um, uh, we're going to go backwards. So in third place, uh, we have Ryder uh, from the clan Nova France 2. Uh, with 345 trophies, um, and they won 800 cards. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Um, and their deck consisted of the Elixir Collector, the Log, the Archers, Ice Golem, Mega Minion, Zap, Golem, and, of course, everyone's favorite card, Elite Barbarians. Yeah, man, so th- this deck... This deck seems very scary to me. I mean, the golem is not easy to deal with. Archers in this current meta are very annoying, and they're very, very efficient and good. The Mega Minion has always been a powerhouse, and it's not stopping. The log is the log, let's just be honest. <laughs> and to top it all off, the, 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 the cherry on top is the E-Barbs. And I just feel like certain combinations within this deck. I mean, I don't. I didn't get to play against this guy, so I didn't get a chance to see him in the, in the matches. But right. And to be fair, we don't really know how to play any of the decks that we're going to talk about today. We're just going to kind of surmise based on what we know the cards can do and how they combo with each other. Right. And clearly they work. So I mean, if you guys want to take the decks and try and use them, you have a pretty good basis for doing so. They won out of a thousand person tournament. Right. Pretty safe to say they work. Yeah, and I think with this deck, it's pretty clear that you probably because it, it it's a it's a four average elixir cost deck, so it's not expensive, but it's not cheap, right? It's not really cheap, at least. It's the same cost as Jason's deck um, from episode four, uh, and I think personally, it's pretty clear that you want to be starting with the elixir collector because you want to be building elixir quickly, um, and then you're essentially trying to drop your golem, and I believe you would want to drop your elite barbarians with the golem. Yeah, now that's an option, right? But some people would argue that if you've got the elixir pump out and you know that you're going to be getting enough resources, mm-hmm. you can build your push with the mega minion and the, and the golem and the archers on one side while you, while you then counter push on the other side with your elite barbarians and ice golem. Totally mm. possible, especially when you're in double elixir phase. Um, and I haven't played this deck personally but i've played against it not like you know outside of of the tournament and it's a devastating combination when you can get a golem on one side and an e-bar push on the other because it's very difficult to deal with yeah that's true and you have two really good defensive spells i mean the the zap and the log are two of the best defensive spells that you can have in the current meta um and like you were saying i think that this deck is versatile to the point where the mega minion the Ice Golem, the Elite Barbarians, and even the Archers, all four of the other cards other than the Golem can be used either offensively or defensively, totally depending agree. on the situation. Totally agree, man. And I just think that it's that versatility that allowed this deck to be successful. You have answers for defense if you need them. You have offensive pushes if you want to be quick and aggressive with the E-Barbs and the Ice Golem. And if you want to take things slow and you're facing a slower deck and you have some time or if maybe you just get a good elixir trade here or there and you've mm-hmm. got enough time to put down your pump, that's the snowball right there. That's what allows you to win the game. Completely agree. So let's move on to our second place winner. You want, you want to introduce our arch nemesis that destroyed us the entire tournament? I would love nothing more than to introduce this guy or gal. So the second place winner's name was Yus from Clan Mendelus. Yus got 375 trophies and got a whomping 1,200 cards, which is pretty cool. So <laughs> yeah, just think pretty about that. Serious. Savor that moment. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so jealous. Yus was the guy or gal that Rob and I were talking about before, where we played them and had absolutely no chance. They had an answer for everything, and I'll just jump right into the deck. The deck was the Miner, the Log, the Princess, the Zap, Minion Horde, the Goblin Barrel, Skeleton Army, and the Inferno Tower. So this deck is honestly one of the most annoying decks I've ever played against in my entire 10 months of playing this game. You sure? You haven't played against Rinse and Repeat a lot, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. No, I haven't. But this, 
this, you know, rinse and repeat was absolutely no, no match for this deck. Yeah, well, 998 other decks were no match for this deck. That is a very, very fair point. So if you have these cards, you probably should make the deck because it had every single possible card you'd ever need for defense. The Inferno Tower is amazing. It's a zap bait deck in and of itself. It has the Goblin Barrel. It has the Skeleton Army. It has the Minion Horde. So even if your opponent has zap and you think that they're going to be using it to take out your Skeleton Army, well, then you've got a free Goblin Barrel that's just going to deal massive damage to their tower. And oh, Mm -hmm. by the way, if you just so happen to throw in your Miner along with your Goblin Barrel, makes it pretty tough for them to <laughs> makes it pretty tough for them to kill your <laughs> Goblin Barrel. Yep. Especially if they've if they've already wasted their zap on one of your other zap bait cards. That's right. And did we also mention as if that wasn't enough that this deck is an average elixir cost of 3.3. So it's ridiculously fast. That's right. And now let me ask you a question. Why is the Inferno Tower in this deck so good? Can you guess? Because it couples with the skeleton army so well when you're dealing with the giant or the giant skeleton or the royal giant. So the answer is yes, but that's not the answer. So yeah, one more guess. Hmm. That's it? Do I have a lifeline? I'll can give I you phone a friend? Guesses. I'll even give you two. Can I phone a friend? You can phone a friend, but not if the friend's me. Well, that leaves nobody else because nobody <laughs> else would know the answer. <laughs> nobody else would know the answer that I know. You want to know what makes the Inferno Tower the right building for this deck? The Zap? Yes. This is a Zap bait deck. So if your opponent is wasting its Zap on your troops, have no fear. Because you've got plenty of other troops that can still do chip damage to their tower. Not to mention the fact that if they're wasting their Zap on any of those random troops... They don't have it for your Inferno Tower. But if they don't have it for your Inferno Tower, then they can't make their push. They can't get past your Inferno Tower. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you have a push, and just a push alone, like let's just call it a Hog Rider and some Goblins, along with a Fireball, you are not going to get past the Inferno Tower before the Hog Rider dies. You need to zap the Inferno Tower to actually make that happen. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. It's a good point. So you're wasting... 10 elixir to get to the opponent's tower. Meanwhile, the hog rider's dead, and the only way that you could have gotten there is if you would have zapped. The problem is, if you zap, you lose. Game's <laughs> over. He just destroys you. I've done it. I've tried it. It's not worth it. Don't zap it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thank you for giving me a good episode name. If you zap it, you lose. Dude, I just, and I feel like I'm like getting agitated just talking about the deck. It just annoyed me so much. If you zap, you lose. (laughs) It's so good. I mean, it's the truth. I speak the truth. It is the truth. Joe is uh, a man of wisdom and he didn't even make it to 30 yet, but I'm 30 and I don't have any more wisdom. So, but you do have aching bones. I do. Um, so <laughs> let's, let, let's go on to our champ, our winner, the first Clash Royale Pod Clash 2017 Titan, Kelm Jest of Clan Star Cluster. Boom. Boom. And they won this tourney with 383 trophies. Unbelievable. Yeah. It then took home a whopping. 2,000 cards. Let that marinate for a second, Joe. Let it sink in, folks. 2,000. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you how many total tournament cards I have. Okay, tell me. I've played 374 matches, and I've gotten 501 cards. This guy probably played like 15 matches in one tournament and got two grand worth of cards. Oh, more than likely. Um, I want to know what mine is. Hold on. I play. I wait. I played in three. Uh, mine's terrible, Joe. I've played in three hundred and thirty-two matches and won two hundred and twenty-four cards. So that's not too bad. It's just a little less than half. I mean, it's not terrible. It's, not it's just terrible, not as right. good as I want it to be. It's right. not as good as my my uh, my career on the ladder for sure. So tell us about this deck. So this deck. 
And I'm glad I didn't face it because it seems pretty serious. So it includes the graveyard, the archers, zap, fireball, tombstone, skeleton army, the giant, and the mega minion. I notice a nice theme with this deck. What theme would that be? A third of it is all skeletons. Right. And two thirds of it is not. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying a a third of a deck is a lot to make it one theme of a car of a set of cards. No, you're right. You're right. This thing is like skeleton overload. And it just seemed like if you wasted your AOE on one version of the skeletons, the rest of them eat you alive. Yeah, and I, th- I, I, I would imagine that this deck plays very similar to a regular, um, you know, giant graveyard deck where the goal is to be getting the giant to the tower, but then planting the graveyard behind your opponent's archer tower and maybe having your archers to back up your giant, I would guess. Um, I guess you could also use your zap or your fireball if you need to, depending on what troops are uh, going after your push, especially like because I do this a lot, especially if your opponent is using barbarians to take care of the um, the giant or the graveyard. The fireball takes care of that. Yeah, man. No, you're, you're totally right. And I think, like you said, the, the, the archers, the mega minion, those are there to assist the giant. But the key is that the tombstone, the archers, and the mega minion are all used defensively so that you can go on the counter push so that you can put the giant right at the river, start the push, and you're not wasting elixir because you've already generated them and you've already used them to defend. And in fact, right. if you can effectively counter, you're winning that elixir trade. So if you can do that effectively and then drop the graveyard, very good chance that you're going to be able to win. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know if they played it this way, but you could also use the tombstone for the other lane to kind of keep at bay whatever's coming down the opposite side of the arena while you do your push on the other lane. Oh, yeah. And that, and that makes it so incredibly difficult to deal with, right? Because your opponent can't just simply attack the lane that you're not attacking. Right. Because if you start your giant in the back on the right-hand side, your opponent sometimes might want to quick push the left-hand side. But if you drop the tombstone, you're slowing them down, you're distracting them, and you're defending them pretty well. Yeah, another thing that I was that I was thinking about is this deck also has the zap. So the zap would technically be used for the the stereotypical stuff like the minion horde, um, fire spirits, but typically people like to use goblins to counter the graveyard. So I would think that you'd want to be saving your zap for that as well. Totally agree. Oh, and also I'm not 100% sure if I mentioned this, but the average elixir cost is 3.5. So faster than the first deck, not as fast as the previous deck. So we have, we have a good range um, of average elixir cost for our winners. It was 3.3, 3.5, and 4. Yeah, man. And like I said, they're all very, very different decks. And clearly they work very well because they won the tournament. So, and, and like I said, we... <laughs> We can't emphasize this enough. The Giant and the Stick talked about it on their podcast. We're talking about it here. The level of competition was stiff. It was fierce. It was incredibly difficult. So if these people won, it was because their decks and them were very good. Yep. And uh, one last time, a huge congratulations to Ryder, Yus, and Kelm Jess for being our first official winners of uh, our Pod Clash series. So uh, can't wait to do more with that. Boom. Mm-hmm. So we got uh, a handful of reviews. Let's try and uh, blow through them real quick. Let's do um, it. So the first one up is from I Will Lose, You Done Goofed 2. And they write... <laughs> Perfect, and they man. write Yeah, it's amazing. So they write, thanks. Hey, guys, love your podcast. If you could, I need a clan shout-out. I only have a few members right now, but I need them. My clan name is You Done Goofed 2. There you go, I Will Lose. Thanks for the review. We're super happy you love the podcast. You got your shout out. So make sure you guys join the clan. If it's open, you done goofed too. And it's spelled Y-A space D-O-N-E space G-O-O-F-E-D and then number two. Boom. With no space at the end of that. So it's goofed two as one word. That's right. Mm-hmm. And the next review 
is from Digiromo. Digiromo. <laughs> Help me. Digimon. 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 Digirolamo. That was good. Digirolamo. That just sounds so cool. Digirolamo. It does. It sounds like a mixture of like French Digirolamo. and Italian. Digirolamo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to be able to get through this review because I'm just going to okay. keep saying the name. Let's move on with the show, Joe. <laughs> Perfect. So they write a podcast for everyone. I got to hand it to you. You guys have done an amazing job creating an all-around enjoyable experience. From the natural humor to the tips, tricks, and reviews, everything about this podcast shouts a job well done. I've enjoyed being in the family-oriented clan of Cast Royale 2 and will continue to spread the word of everything Cast Royale related. Keep up the great work, guys. And as always, boom. Aw, oh, dude, that was an awesome review. Dude, this was an amazing review. And it's They're from a in guy. Your clan. It's from a guy in our clan. And their name in the game is Digi for Life. I when I read this review and I, I saw the the name Digi, and then I went in game and I saw Digi for Life in game, and I was just like, Bro. Oh, you made the connection there, huh? I was like, dude, was that you? Because honestly, Rob and I cannot thank you enough. Like we genuinely appreciate the the thoughtful and kindful words that you just wrote for us like i i didn't even know what to say i was speechless no that i i i appreciate it too and it, it just uh, uh as a tidbit it's way easier to say his name in the game than it is uh based on his itunes handle so Digi for life <laughs> yep um so thanks for the review digi um the next one that we got is from jester guy and they write Friendly and funny podcast. Hi guys, you might know me as Sir Lancelot from the Discord. I'm a huge fan and have been listening since maybe episode 3. You guys are a great help to me and give some valuable tips on decks and even the updates. It's always nice to have someone breaking down the aspects of the game and this podcast fulfills that role. Boom. Sir Lancelot, coming in hot. Boom. So Sir Lancelot is a huge member of the Discord, is always active in there. Actually just made it into Cast Royale 2. Super excited to have you in there, and we hope you're having a great time. Boom. Um, thanks for the kind words, and we really appreciate it, man. Boom. Triple boom. Yep. And then the next review is actually a quick update from a previous review from Baseball. Baseball? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but essentially he's asking for an Arena 7 deck, um, and he wants one of these legendaries in the deck. So the minor inferno dragon or the sparky so we're not going to do that right now obviously um but joe you think we can make uh baseball a deck one of these days uh absolutely on the next episode we will make you a deck and and i will guarantee you it will not be sparky yes and i also guarantee you unlike the last arena seven deck that we made it will have arena seven or lower cards in it Right, so Joe, <laughs> me, myself, this guy right here, pointing to, pointing to current self as we speak, um, we tried to make a deck, I, I, I honestly, like, I tried my hardest to make a deck for somebody that was Arena 7 cards and lower last episode. It was a brain fart, man. And, and I included the bowler. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, and I condoned it. I said, yes. Yes. With the bowler. <laughs> yeah, yes, Joe, this is great. <laughs> Joe, this is a great deck. How'd you ever come up with this with this masterpiece? Oh, and then we were man. told on the Discord, they were like, hey guys, just to let you know, that guy that you made an Arena 7 deck for, yeah, well, you included <laughs> the bowler, so chances are he's probably not going to be able to use it. It's so Vex Crate, if you're listening to this episode and you're not mad at us, you should use the giant instead of the bowler. Until you get to Arena 7, then use the bowler. Boom. Agreed. And if anything, that just shows you that we are always learning in this game and that we clearly do not know everything. I honestly just like I tried so hard to do something nice for somebody and I'm human and I made a mistake. And Aww, boom. Joe, it's OK. Everybody forgives you. They thought it was really funny more than anything. Right. I felt like an idiot, but it's OK. It's OK. It's okay. So I, it's not the first time. It won't be the last. Definitely not. But back to baseball. We will not make a Sparky deck because Sparky is pretty terrible in the current meta. It'll probably be a minor deck. We will get you what you need to be at so that you can get past Arena 7 and into Arena 8, 9, 10. Boom. Mm-hmm. And that review was from Canada. The previous reviews, by the way, were all from the United States. I bring this up because the next review 
is from Australia. I'm not even going to try the accent. I've tried this before and failed miserably. I'm just going to call him Hunter because there's way too many numbers afterwards. It's the Matrix code right after Hunter, by the way. Right. It's either written in binary. Nope. Binary is ones and zeros. This has ones, threes, fours, twos, fives, sixes, eights, sevens, nines, whatevers. So this is advanced binary. Yeah, this is like integrated math. Which is a made-up thing, but it sounds real. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you could tell it's really late for the two of us. Uh, We're a little slap-happy right now. so We're losing it. So Yeah, Ed, before you go into this, you need to preface that there are uh, a handful of emojis in this review. Right, so wherever an emoji occurs, I will speak the emoji. Please do that. As it is. Can you say it in a computer-like voice? No. So Okay. All right, that's too much for you. The t- yes. The title yeah. of the review is... <laughs> uh, you said it. You have, you have to do it. You all have right, to, right. do, you have to right. do it. Okay, fine, fine, fine. The title of the review is Boom, but it's written like this. B, explosion, 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 explosion. <laughs> Yes. Explosion, 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 yes. All right, explosion. That's okay. That's okay. And then an M at the end. Oh, thank you. That was <laughs> awesome. I really needed that. And and then they write, guys, you have the best Clash Royale podcast ever. And I really heart to listen to you. But I have a problem. I can easily get to 2300 trophy symbol. And I can easily get to that. But I can't get past that. And I need a deck. I have all the cards in the game, not counting the legendary cards, but I do have the princess, woman with crown hunter on her head, mm-hmm. Ice Wiz, and Sparky. Thanks, and boom, 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 and boom. Laughing cry face. It's <laughs> great. Uh, do you have a deck that you could recommend? Where I, I can't make one up on the spot. I'm, I'm like, my brain is spaghetti. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say... If you need a deck that's good right off the bat, the purple flame deck, since you have a princess, is very good. But man, I'm, why didn't I think of that? I don't know. It's it's my deck. You're too close to it. You're, you're too into the detail with it. But since we're making a deck already for Arena Seven, we can make another deck over here for you. So Hunter, thank you for the review, man. Love the fact you're using so many emojis because it just makes me sound very funny while reading it. So that was awesome to read. Thanks for the kind words and we really appreciate it. Boom. Just be happy that I didn't make you read that entire review in an Australian accent. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I know. That's okay. Well, that pretty much does it for the show. Um, that was a ton of fun. No patrons this week. No PayPal sponsorships this week. Uh, if you would like to be involved in either of those two things, one or the other or both, Uh, You can go to our website. The links are on there, and you can also check in the show notes uh, on how to become a patron or sponsor a tourney. That's right. And if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at Podcast Royale. Yes. And if you would like to email us, please send it to feedback at castroyalepodcast.com. And don't forget, you can always join our Discord by going to castroyalepodcast.com slash Discord and entering the password legendary all lowercase letters no capital you'll be able to get the link to join the community boom and also uh if you would like to join our clan and there's an open spot first be in the discord because we usually make announcements on when those spots are open um but if you do wind up finding a spot please make sure that you send us an invitation and in the invite please write the word podcast in some way shape or form so we know that you came from here boom and just a friendly reminder If you like what we're doing or you want to give us constructive criticism, do not hesitate to leave us a review on iTunes. It is the number one way that you can help us reach more people. For whatever way the system works, the algorithm calculates it, reviews help us reach more people. So if you have a couple minutes, you'd like to give us some feedback, or you'd like to tell us if you like the show, we'd love to hear it from you. Mm -hmm. And last but certainly not least, if you could take our still not updated survey, um, I promise I am going to get on that. Uh, like white on rice. Like flies on garbage. Like stripes on tiger. Like mayonnaise on a turkey sandwich. Like lamb and tuna fish. Like lamb and tuna fish. <laughs> what? You, you like spaghetti meatball? You like butter? Yeah, we went from one thing on another thing to one thing and another thing. So yeah, right. we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. 
It's clearly 12.30 in the morning right now, and we're ready for bed. That being said. <laughs> that being said. <laughs> so that being said, uh, we will see you next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Rinse and repeat. Boom. Boom. Bye. Bye.